0: Episode number 117 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, you've got a beer in hand, um, as, as do I. I think it's been one of those weeks, certainly for me anyway, no doubt for you too. So how's your week been in, in local, well not local lockdown, but how's it been for you?
1: It's been. I love it how you say that this is a week for a beer, and it's on the Tuesday. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It's busy like it's
0: Thursday. No,
1: it's I know. Yeah. So cool. yeah. So cheers. So I'm on the. Looks like cheers. Kyle's on the old um, Clockwork tangerine, while I'm on the old uh, fierce day shift. Um, it's good. The week's been good. Uh, I was. Uh, we got a we've got a, a good show for the listeners this week. Recap on. How are we getting on? You're heading one more week closer to the to the, to the the challenge, although we have a bit of chat about the planning on that. We've got Beth Potter on. We were chuffed to get her on after the podium 5K. There's been Diamond League Live Athletics, which we're keen to chat about, which was amazing from a Scottish perspective. And there's some ultra Le Jog chat as well, which we're keen to jump into. How about you? How, how are you getting
0: on? Uh, well, it's, firstly, it's an absolute stacked show, folks. So, uh, yeah, tune in and, um, yeah. Hold on to your seats, as I would say. We've got lots to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm in good spirits. I must say, you know, I'm another week closer to the the challenge, and um, which is due to take place on the 28th of August. But you know, there's a few, a few uh, things to overcome with local lockdown. But we'll see how things develop from that point of view. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get, you know, lighten the load in terms of training and. Uh, you know, last week was another good week, I say another good week, it was a, a good week for me, because the week before I was moaning and groaning about, you know, mm. being quite tired and quite flat, so uh, I did about 119, 100, yeah, just shy of 120 miles last week, Tom, so it's been, yeah, quite a, a, a nice uh, a nice change, a nice, um, good, just good to get that miles in the bank, and feel a lot stronger again so it gives me a lot of confidence going into the challenge that's for sure.
1: That's cool. And, yeah, what uh, about you? Um, much the same you know uh, another good week of mileage for me I what did I do last week I was like um, yeah 90 miles actually which was another good week uh, and hey. I mean the number is I guess is, is, is not that important it's more important what I did during the week so I had um, Oh, do you know what actually I had a really I had a really good session on Friday. I was really pleased with it. Um so the one of the reasons that it went well is like the sort of 10 minutes where I was getting changed to go, had our yeah. like I was blasting out on the Sonos our TRS Tunes playlist, which is absolutely packed now. And ah. sh- shout out to some of our uh friends of the show and listeners. I mean Matthew Daly was the first to jump on that we mentioned last week. We've had James Krukshank, the physio run, been on there. We've had, uh, who else has been on there? Uh, Rico was on there. There's a bunch of So I had that rolling on Friday late afternoon before I went down for my run. Anyway, I went down the D-side line, and I did I did a, uh, a couple of miles warm-up, then straight into 10 miles at marathon pace, sort of tempo, and then cool down. And I had my endorphin speeds on. I was pumped, and I crushed it. Really pleased. Yes. 530, 535 pace, which was good, uh, which is about, which is maybe 226 sort of pace. So anyway, I, I, I felt like I was really, I felt like I was in really in control. And 535 is, a, is probably, um, sounds better than it was because I pushed on the last two miles. I, I had legs to close. So I closed at like 220, 227s, sorry, 527 minute miling. So I felt really good to close. But actually, the marathon pace, Probably felt good at five thirty eight five thirty seven I feel like I'm really you know you just know in your gut when you're running what is a good what is the right pace and no matter what you can't really lie to yourself and I know that that feels like a good marathon pace so with eight weeks to go, that was really good uh really good to get a ten mile marathon pace then on Sunday, I did another long run twenty two miles just easy with a bit of a pickup in the second half so yeah um it was a good week. You could week. The hips, uh, the glute—I should say—is better. I did a. Can ask you? Our, our man James Cruikshank, his physio run running from injury class. That's a virtual one-hour physio class. Or I've been doing, and that's a, that was a hell of a workout actually.
0: That was really good on Saturday. I'll do it again
1: um, tomorrow, Wednesday. Wow,
0: that's a decent uh, a decent yeah. long run too. I see. uh twenty-two miles on there, along the line for a bit. Were you or just? Absolutely. You? So
1: I went out of the back of Kent as well as for local listeners and out over sort of Cont Law, which is sort of the back of Peter Cooter, then dropped into Peter Cooter onto the D-side line, then ran to town and then back out. And then that, I like that run because I'm finishing with two miles uphill. So because I've started to turn the screw a wee bit, sort of steady pace in the second half, when I get to 20 miles, bang, I hit a hill and you've got to keep ah. – nobody, nobody wants to slow down. And actually, I remember once, years ago, when I used to listen to Marathon Talk, one of the – Few gems of wisdom I picked up there. It was Martin Yelling once said, You know, in your long run, never never give up at the end of a long run because all the work you've done till then is to get you into that place to be running. So I'm doing a 20 mile run, 22 mile run. I'm thinking I'm at 20 miles now. There's no point in me just, Oh, I'm tired. I've got to go up a hill. I'm going to jog in. You know, I've, all the, the 20 miles I've done has got me into this place where I've got heavy legs. I've, you know, my legs and my lungs have had to run for 20 miles and I've got to grind it out up the hill. And, yeah, this, the pace slows, but you kind of – it's nice to grind it. Um, so that was a – yeah. So even though it was a 6.52-minute mile coming up the hill, it was actually a 6.09 grade adjusted, you know, because you've – Oh, gappy. grinding gappy. then gappy. A gappy, I like it. <laughs> so a good run, and, um, yeah, I feel good. I just – we'll maybe come on to race calendar chat as always. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm got a lot of some I'm, – I'm getting a bit concerned that – uh i I really hope Wrexham goes ahead because I think I've got a shot. I think I'm confident I can run a PB, which is uh, the main thing.
0: And and yeah. So yeah, what good about reach. the I mean going on about the course. What's Wrexham like? And I think we might have chatted about this before, but um, give us a kind of a, a lowdown of the the Wrexham course. So it is. Or from what I understand, what you know about it. it's. Um,
1: it's seven laps of a six k lap, round basically around an industrial area at the side of Wrexham. I, I I've I've Google mapped it and I've looked at the I've done a sort of street view and it doesn't look particularly inspiring. Um, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, a race is a well, race. Beggars can't be choosers, eh? I, I'm really interested actually to understand how the race is going to work. And actually, to that end, I was really I really enjoyed speaking to. Uh, James McElroy from Antrim last week because it was really interesting to hear how they're shaping up that race. I tell you what, that sounds like a great race.
0: Oh, I hope well, it happens. If, start, if, if people, folks, if you haven't listened to the interview with James, get, yeah, get, go back, rewind. I think we we're about 24 minutes in and we we're chatting to James, who's a former Olympian. Uh, you kept that quiet until the end. I thought you were going to I, say
1: So I've been missing James a fair bit. I missed him a lot of this in like February, March when I remember I was due to go out and do the race with Fiona in March, and it never happened because of COVID. And uh, I was, you know, I was so anyway. I got back, James got back in touch with me in August, saying not August, July, saying you know your entry's still there. I hope you're still coming, do a bit of coverage. Said yeah, of course. And I'll be, I'll be honest, I didn't realise until July of his own pedigree, and I'm I'm quite ashamed to admit that. So anyway, James. Of course, ran at the <laughs> Sydney Olympics. Uh, he was among the relay teams. He was a, he's, yeah. 90, he's actually an 800 meter runner, and he's actually the third fastest
0: Brit over thousand meters, which is pretty. Is cool. he? Oh, it's 2:15. Eh? Yeah, crazy. Ah, that's fairly so, shifting. But I tell you what, some of the other fastest times uh, that occurred in Monaco Diamond League, but we'll reveal that in a, in a yeah in a little short, short. That was
1: area, great. So, so Rexham oh, is Rexham is going to be <laughs> looped. Hopefully so it'll be easy. boring, but fast. I was going to say Rexon yeah. will be looped. It will probably be a bit boring route, but I'm hoping the fields... And there's a start list online, actually, now, which is cool. So you can see who's, who's lined up. I mean, from our, we've got a decent contingent going down, myself. Uh, Rico's going down, the Marathon man. Who else? Uh, will McKay, uh from Aberdeen, from Metro, sorry, is going down. He'll never wear his Bedford vest. We've got um, Ginny Baran, Claire Bruce, Fiona, of course. I should have loved that yeah. Fiona's going down. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Kirsty Mitchell's coming down. I understand Mikey Wright's running. I understand um, Colin Whitby, listeners running. So nice. it's cool. I'm hoping there'll be a bit of a TRS um, gang kicking about. I understand Matt Reese is running, the Welsh runner. Yeah, yeah. Good lad. So yeah, cool. gang. TRS chain gang and actually what's going to be fascinating and I hope that we'll get more information near the time is so this race is inevitably going, to be, inevitably going to be waves we know that there's going to be some social distancing measures now I hope that the I'm a 230 guy on paper but I'm confident I can run quicker now I'm going to I'm fascinated to understand what the waves are and how they do it because imagine if I went out at a 230 wave but there's guys and you don't want to run at the front of a, if the waves are like a minute apart and they're only like I don't know i 'm speaking i'm speak, I'm, think, I'm brainstorming out loud here, but i'm sure Michael Harrington's got a plan for this, but perhaps if they 're only a minute apart, you might find yourself at the front off the front of a wave running mm-hmm. solo or off the back i mean ideally you're in you're in a wave that is go a group of guys or girls that are going around at the pace you want. that would be a jackpot for me like a two twenty eight group would be an absolute jackpot but i I wonder how how good a shape everyone's in, how good an understanding everyone has of the shape they're in. I may be way off. I may not be that in that sort of shape. So it, you kind of there's a it's gonna be really interesting to see how this unravels. And actually if someone's a minute up the road from you. It'll take you a while to catch them, even if they have a bad day.
0: Well, I mean even if you I remember doing loops of the what do you call it, the fresh hundred K champs. And okay there were two K oh, yeah. you're always running with people. Um mm-hmm. so I'd imagine okay the, loop, the it's, it's a shorter distance, and the, the the laps are longer, but you might well have people who you're trying, you're, you're lapping, but they'll pull you along as well.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: something I find that anyway, so it, you okay. know, you, hopefully you'll be in a group, but I'm, I'm going to say like it's, i I doubt there's going to be a big hit, you know a, a group that you'll be running with um you know London and even in London, uh when I got my PB mm-hmm. I was running just myself, a lot of it yeah um, same in frankfurt actually yeah naturally just and that's a mass that's a mass participation race whereas this is a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a lower key feel um, and you're yeah going to be really difficult to to get in a group but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get a pb because you're in a race your mentality will be different yeah. you'll, you'll have people around you even though they're a little bit slower if you're lapping them you can still pull them along they'll be encouraged by or, or what,
1: being lapped <laughs>
0: of being that, it, up to well, that as well, no doubt.
1: But so although actually look I was gonna say looking at the start list, I don't see anyone super quick on there, but there's a few guys I've had a a random sample of, of entries and there's a, there's a couple of guys sort of low two twenties in there. Kenny Wilson's in there, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. Um nice. so, I uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, we'll see. And it's a lot, it's a, we're quite early out. We'll see how Antrim goes and then I'll, once we get information from Rex and we'll be able to chat about that near the time. But before that, we've got um we got a 24 hour challenge. So you obviously glossed over your training a wee bit, but how's the how's the mind and how's the head? And how's the prep?
0: The mind's as I mentioned, the, the, the prep's going really well. Um my my mind's in the right place. Uh like I, I mentioned 119 miles for the week, Tommy. Um some big some big runs in there. I, I did a Wednesday session on the mill, uh 50k, mind nice. you. It was a, a bit it was, that was hard. It was really humid that day and it was really hot in the garage and I thought, you know what, I just have to get it done. There's not there's mm-hmm. there's no hooing and hard. Just just get it done and, and reap the rewards from it. And it was a great opportunity to start homing in on my, my fueling again. Um, and just making sure that I'm running at the pace I want to start running that initially. So, and I've also, um, I have gotten contact with the, the Guinness guys to, to find out if this guy, uh, this Hungarian guy's legit. Um, oh, yeah. So that I know what I'm going to be aiming for. I've just asked if there's a pending record, because at the moment it's showing as 264 kilometres. Um, so I'll, I'll see how things go with that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm in good spirits. Um you know, a lot, a lot of changes just now, uh, just in, for, from a, a sort of working life and personal life, but um, but positive changes, you know, launching TRS training has been good and hoping to build on that. Um, and uh, yeah, the challenge is, is, it's a little bit, you know, there's a lot of prep going into it and there's a little bit of doubt over, um, you know, the make, just socially distancing, doing the risk assessment, um, and also looking at getting support as well for um, witnesses as well for the Guinness records it requires two independent witnesses every four hours and um, obviously over a 24-hour period that's quite a few people um, so there's a lot of things to consider calibrating of the treadmills so I'm going to be going in to ASV on Friday just to do a recce of where you know what the setup's going to look like um, We've been talking to a few other um yeah sort of potential suppliers who are gonna spon- you know support support the challenge as well. Um and we've got Active Root are gonna be on board as a hydration sponsor and um and we've got uh, yeah obviously Chaz and Gathimb Edwards are, are gonna be there. Um potentially the precore who are gonna supplying the treadmills are gonna support in some shape or form. So it's all coming together, Tommy. And, and most of Excellent. all, you know, we're, we're, we're chatting about, uh, you know, just getting people on the show. So we want to make it in, in, interactive virtually. It's going to be quite yeah. difficult to, you know, for people just to come in as with, with some of the, you know, the socially distancing and um, Aberdeen currently being in lockdown. So we just have to you know, make sure that we've got a, yeah. a reasonable um, opportunity to, to, to make the most of the challenge as well. Um, it's and, not. Uh, it's not.
1: It's not easy. I. Uh, I. I think though you're. You're smart to be reviewing that, and I think, you would be. I think you. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is wait till like three days out and nudge it back. I think ten day week and a half out now is a good time to make a decision. And I, because at least now, if you pushed it back a week now, it's not the end of the world in terms you could still, you could still put out a, you know, whatever run you want to do two weeks out this weekend. Yeah. Whereas if you made that decision on Tuesday next week you've pretty much committed to into your taper and you end up having a long taper so it depends on how what sort of taper you want but i would i think you're right to try and make that decision this week
0: yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see how things go with that um and uh and yeah i mean you know we we've we've got uh, people have been donating it's been amazing i'm really i'm just so i'm re- really humbled genuinely humbled by how many people have donated and it's just been fantastic. We're you know, today Brian Kinghorn's donated Isabel Rennie, um Carol, Carol Burnett, uh, my coach Lewis is also, you know, donated nice. as well. Uh, Mark McDonald, Lewis Sutherland, uh, Colin. I don't know who, who, what Colin this is, so apologies, Colin. It could be the good old Colin Whitby, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Colin <laughs> You're putting you... him under pressure though to donate. I know, yeah. He's... <laughs> you have to donate Colin sorry (laughs) 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 it's it's amazing um Lee as well thanks so much it's been oh honestly um David McClure's donated Julian Richard Hills Graham Tom Jen Wetton, Leslie Darren Tom it's amazing really really humbling and uh it sounds like you're reeling
1: off my Strava feed when you start. You know, when you're saying like, you know, Darren, Tom, Jen, Wet, and Brian Kinghorn. I mean, that is literally. This is the sort of. This is mirroring the my Strava feed.
0: Ah, look at that! You've you've got fans, Tom. We've got fans. Uh, it's, so no, I really appreciate it. It's, it's brilliant, and it, 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 I'm just looking at it now, I'm halfway there, you know, in terms of the the funds that my cool. target, which is which is really good. So I just have to make sure I put it into fruition there, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no, overall, Tommy, you know, just making sure things are going to be in place before the, the launch. Uh, you know, with lockdown, that's caused a little bit of spanner in the works. Just need to make sure things are ironed out. And if we need to push it back a little bit, then that's okay. I just have to, you know, adjust my training accordingly. And uh, it gives us a little bit more time to make sure things are going to be, uh, be smooth and, and plain sailing, I suppose. So that's that, Tom. So um yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. To chat about it soon. That side of
1: things. So hey, well, and talk about. I I think. Uh, I think we're. Yeah, let's see how the 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 lockdown plan goes. And either next week or the week after, we'll, we can get a, a kind of final recap and on the social media channels, start sharing with the listeners how they can how they can get involved. Because actually, I've said I've said this before, and actually, it's an, uh yesterday was a good was a. Was a nice uh, highlights. So it was the start of the NBA playoffs. Now I'm watching a lot of NBA right now. Like I <laughs> so when I'm on, the, you know, I get I got up this morning. So last night the Celtics had their. I'm uh, I'm throwing my weight behind the, the Boston Celtics. The Celtics had their first uh, uh, playoff game yesterday, and so this, uh, it was late last night. So I, I kept the, kept the scores off, and I, I got I I got up to watch it. Uh, you got out of bed early to watch it before work So watch the like the full game and it's I i it. absolutely love it the playoffs are so exciting, um, but anyway what the what the NBA are doing is they've got this app so when you're watching a game live and I for example um, the what game was I watching a couple of weeks ago um, anyway whatever it was I think it was Celtics like Miami Heat you can get a, you you can go on you get your app up and you there's an option to cheer. For each side so in real time you're tapping this button to create cheer and they've got this virtual like noise that's coming in the stadium and I was thinking how cool would that be if we've got okay we do not have the resources to do this but how good would that be if there was an app that people could download they could they could go on and like do a little cheer and you're just running on the treadmill and it comes up every now and again way (laughs) someone because Dave Smith and Paisley's decided to to go on the cheer app. (laughs) <laughs> if we could do it it'd be amazing uh, <laughs> but unfortunately we, can't.
0: <laughs> we uh, can't any techno wizards out there give us a shout Dan, the, you know, I,
1: what i think uh, i need to what i think could be done but again i think and i think the less lockdown there is the better to make sure you can get allow people to come in more in person but one thing we could do is look at using a microsoft teams together mode, um, which is what, again what the NBA use, and we've started using it at work actually. So and, so you see people sat in like, a, in like an auditorium. So everyone, people could oh, jump really? onto a call, and you would just see this bank of people.
0: Nice. What about so, uh, Zoom? The Zoom not do that. Uh,
1: Zoom, yeah, I, I've got to say, over the course of lockdown, like everyone, we've all become experts in video conferencing. I've, really, I've become really impressed with Teams. And I think oh, that okay. Teams has a couple of cool features like that that would that would be uh, that would be probably make it more fun. I don't know how we could. I don't know how, if we'd have to create like a TRS Microsoft 365 <laughs> team or something. But there's. Uh, I'll need to have a think about it. There's a bit of exactly. But I, anyway, that was it. Was quite cool watching. You know. You know. It's great. having any live sport. We'll come to Monaco Diamond League. But the NBA, they're doing a lot you know, with virtual fans, and I thought that that made me think of that. That nice, is cool. Um, I like it. Yeah. Well, in terms of well, in terms of what we've been doing in the last week, one thing I have been doing in the last week was uh, chatting to Beth Potter.
0: Well, like, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this one. You know, she was the winner of the podium 5K, a, a fantastic 5K time she she ran. Um, Olympian and, uh, yeah, an all round badass in terms of uh, in the triathlon and and endurance running scenes, so take it away, Tommy.
1: Welcome to the show to one of Britain's top runners and top triathletes,
3: Beth Potter. How are you doing, Beth? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right, just finished. Today's an easy day, so I'm just finished training for the day, so it's having a chilled afternoon.
1: That's a good way to start the weekend. Um, it is, and of course, we're of course recovering from last week's superb performance at the podium.
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was good. It's nice, nice to get racing again and see where I'm at. And um, yeah, it was just good fun. It was a really good atmosphere, and I think everyone was was up for a race. So that's always that's always a good way to run a fast time.
1: Yeah, I can. It was a fast time. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I guess maybe we'll come to that. But you've got such an impressive career already, and you know includes. Competing at European and Worlds, commonwealths you've got a heap of national titles, Rio Olympics, not to mention your triathlete, you know, achievements, competing at both that and on the track at the Gold Coast. If you don't mind, we'll rewind a wee bit, just so um, I can ask on behalf of the listeners, how did you get into running?
3: Um, I think it was through, so I actually used to swim uh, when I was younger. Okay. Um, I used to swim for my then, um, swimming club. And then when I, I was taking it quite seriously, I would, you know, I'd wake my parents up to take me to morning training a couple of times Mm -hmm. a week before school. Um, And I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And then when I was in primary seven, um, we had that kind of schools, inter-schools race um, up near Bearson Academy. And I won that race. And then when I went to secondary school at Bearson Academy, um, my PE teacher was actually a runner and there was a running club at school and I, I just really enjoyed it and I only did it a couple of times a week I'm still very much swimming all the time but yeah I, I would say that you know from there I then did the Scottish schools and I was second to Emily Stewart and then that's when I was like oh probably quite good at this maybe I should uh-huh. join a club and I had to I had to bully my mum into mm-hmm. um, allowing me to miss wind band so I, could go to, uh-huh. so I could go to a running club on a Tuesday night so I got I won I won her over in the end, but it did take a bit of convincing.
1: That's cool. Actually, and you know, I noticed I was going through your power ten earlier and I because I noticed as well as we I mean, so many talents, runner, swimmer, uh, cyclist, and you play the saxophone, piano and clarinet. That's a, oh, I don't I, 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 do, I, do, I don't I don't play anymore, but yeah, I
3: did back okay.
1: still. So, um, yeah. so but so back on the running, I mean I noticed I, I used a lot of a lot of track early on. We see you run, you know running well eight hundred, fifteen hundred um, you mentioned some Scottish school championships there and one of the things there's a couple of early things that really jump out for me that are really impressive 2007 the IWF World Youth Champs where you went to and then I think it was 2008 the World Youth Games in India those, what, what were those yeah. like experiences as a, as a sort of junior athlete?
3: Um, I think the, the 2007 one was my first international and I kind of went into that season not really I didn't really have a clue to be honest with you about times. So I used to just go to races and I used to go to the front and I used to run hard and I ran the time for the 15 and the 3k so I qualified for the, the world use and I didn't even know what it was. I was like, all oh, right, okay, <laughs> I didn't even know there was a time. So I was selected actually for the I think it was I was selected for the 3k in the end and yeah so then it kind of just then that's when my interest really got like I got I was really interested by that point so I was like 14 year old 15 year old going to like my first child having only been in the sport a couple of years really like maybe a year and a half two years um and then like from there yeah um that I went to India for the Commonwealth use. and that was like a great experience that was really fun it was I did the double there as well and I did I did pretty well I was fifth and sixth so I I think it's like a good opportunity for younger athletes to go to these like championships to kind of you know just to see what it's like and um, mm-hmm. and it was it was really fun it was like all like the village experience as well at the oh, at the youth nice. games and it was like just a really cool place to go like not many people have been to india and you know it was, it was like a real like cool like cultural difference it was good it was
1: that's good. cool and did that at that stage did that were you <laughs> Looking ahead and thinking to what, I mean, I, again, we'll come through your senior uh, career, but did you look ahead then and say, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to continue to go through these of championships at that stage?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That was like the start of it. But I don't think I ever really, belo- I don't know, it's difficult to, to kind of put into words until you actually do it. Um, and I think I never really fully backed myself that i was going to go to an olympic games like i just always thought it was just going to be so hard but then when you do it it's like right i've done it i've done it i'm going so that was like i think from that age yeah from a very young age it was always like the the plan to go to an olympic games and compete there but i don't know that's like still that was like eight years away sort of thing and it's yeah
1: it's amazing, and you, I mean, a lot can happen. A lot, I guess a lot did happen. I mean, we see you go through. So you're running for um, Victoria Park City, Glasgow, at that stage. Um, national titles at the cro- particularly cross country, which is which is great to see. Um, a few through the age groups, and eventually winning the national title itself twice at Falkirk. You also you competed a lot of the 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 UK cross. We've seen uh, European champs, European juniors, cross country. Is that something that you've? Uh, was, it looks to be a strength. Is that something you enjoyed running?
3: Uh, I used to, I used to love it. I don't like it anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think the turning point for that was like maybe 2015. Uh, okay. But I, I was coached by Mick Woods, who's very, very big on the cross game. Like he really wants you to race cross country. We do a lot, we did a lot of stuff on the grass. Um, so yeah, it was like a big emphasis and it was almost like a big part of the season. But um, mm-hmm. I think when I made that move to triathlon, like I, you know, or even when I, yeah probably the move to triathlon I was like well I'll happily do a grass session every now and then but I'd rather be on the road I'm not doing cross okay. country now Um so I feel like that was a bit of a scapegoat for me I just, I just don't enjoy it Hats all to those that are good at it though it's, it's tough uh-huh. <laughs> it's really that's tough.
1: interesting because you because you say those who are good at it obviously you, cl- you were <laughs> very good at it I mean uh, you know that's a two-time uh, national title that's that's impressive as well as all the yeah was no, i was really
3: good at it when i was younger but i just think i just don't enjoy it i actually really love i love the Falkirk course it's one it's one of my favorites i think there's a really good mix of everything and the other mm-hmm. course i really love is willison park um, okay, and they're both yeah. pretty challenging courses but i can't say i can't <laughs> think of i actually enjoyed
1: right okay okay yeah. that's fair and so I guess in terms of continuing sort of through your career, you ran a, maybe we're a jumping back and forward a wee bit here, but so you went to Loughborough Uni. How was that? I mean, was that, um, that must have been a great place to train. And I mean, you, I, we, it's always interesting when we speak to uh, athletes who were who down in such a sport hub. Did that How was that for your training?
3: Uh, it was good and it was bad, actually. Because um, okay. I actually spent a lot of time at Loughborough very injured. Um, so yeah, it's great that you've got like when, when you can run, the facilities are great, and you know there's there's so many people to run with, and the groups are good. Um, but then when you're not running, it's also like quite a hard place to be because everyone around that's all it is. It's just sport. There's not really, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the university kind of puts Loughborough on the map. Like it's it's a small town. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know it's it a sports uni, so you know when you don't when you can't do your sport or you can't you know train properly. Like a lot of your friends are are athletes, and you just feel a bit left out, and it's quite hard to sit on the sidelines and just watch that. But then on the other positive, they do have the best facilities in the world. So if you are injured, you've got plenty of like <laughs> plenty of access to like a, a great pool, you know, and lots of other things, and um, like nice countryside if you need to ride your bike or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, up and down for me, like because um, I did spend most of the four years that I was there either in a boot or in the. Pool. Oh dear.
1: So. so I didn't. I, I didn't realize um, your sort of what your injury sort of history is like. You can see. You can always tell when someone's power ten, and when sort of you know, there was a couple of years with not many performances, it tends to be quite telling. What what were your yeah. what sort of injuries were you suffering back then?
3: I had a couple of stress uh, fractures and responses in shin and foot. Um, I just. I think looking back, it was because i because i had gone from such a um swim heavy program to then going to Loughborough and i didn't really do much swimming and i just went straight into running um like i would encourage younger athletes now if, if that is your is that if that's how your program is like laid out with maybe a lot of mm-hmm. cross-training um like don't don't neglect that cross-training because you can actually gain so much from it and i like i've done a full circle now i come back to triathlon and mm-hmm. and realize that i run four times a week i hardly like, i hardly run now um wow and it's just like all the cross-training just that's just I've got such a big aerobic base from that and I think it's very difficult to replace that with you can't you can't replace four hours on the bike with a two-hour run because you'll you'll just mm-hmm. get injured, you know so it's yeah I think less is more
2: that's really interesting
1: yeah I guess so you've I think it, I mean from memory was it 2000 I'm trying to remember, I'm I'm, I'm unable to find anywhere, it says it for sure, but it seems to be for me 2015, 2017, we saw you start to swing back to triathlon or make that switch as it were formally, you're down in Leeds now, is that right?
3: No, it's actually, um, so I I had never ridden a bike until I moved to Leeds, so I moved to Leeds in January 2017. Okay. So i was still working as a physics teacher in London up until Christmas of that year, so. Right, okay. 2016, yeah.
1: So what triggered that decision? So, so before that, obviously you've got two thousand fourteen Glasgow Commonwealth. I mean, two thousand six, two thousand seventeen Worlds, two thousand sixteen. Sorry, two thousand sixteen Rio, of course. Um, When I mean those experiences, what what kind of how were they from as an athletics perspective? And and when did the triathlon seed start to form in your mind?
3: I think the triathlon seed had been there for a while, um, but I just didn't feel like it ever reached. My potential on the track, and I still don't think I have. But I think there was, you know, I had to make a decision because it it takes a couple of years to get good on the bike. It takes, you know, to put Mm -hmm. it all together. It it takes time. It doesn't just happen overnight. And I think I thought that would happen, but you know, it it has taken a couple of years. And I think there's still a couple of years to go before it's going to be like as good as it can be. Um. So yeah i think i was twenty four going on twenty five when i when I left London to come up to Leeds and train um here with the squad here so I think I did it at the right time just just in times um but yeah i i think i i still miss running and i i am you know I can still compete so it's good and yeah, you know clearly. i can still back for my times but I think you know realistically it's it's more achievable to like win mm-hmm. a global medal in triathlon in my event than on mm-hmm. the track ten k. So
1: okay, that's interesting. I like that ambition. That's really cool. Uh, so before and, we yeah, kind of at the
3: end of the day, that's what I wanted to do. But I still, I still love running, and I still like get such a buzz out of it. And it's my definitely still my favorite out of the three.
1: So okay, that's cool. Yeah. And what yeah. so in terms of just sort of uh, reveling in running them for a second, um, Rio, how was that? Because that is. I mean, so many people. It's you know the, to qualify and run at Olympics is such a, it's the crown jewel of their career. And for you to have already, already, uh, already been there, done that. Um, tell us a little bit about that experience.
3: Oh, I feel like Rio's a bit bittersweet for me, and um, because it was such a good year anyway. And then you know, you'd hope to top it off with like a great, great performance at the Olympics. But unfortunately for me, that just wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, know i've been training really well going into it and i just have i got i got sick the night before and definitely didn't didn't have my best performance but it was a great experience and i think after that i was a little bit that probably helped like push my decision about what to do um in terms of going to triathlon and you know i was was just gutted to be honest it it took it took a while to get over that really um I even like took my family a while to go over it as well, but I don't. Yeah, I, it was a great experience, and it, it was yeah, it was amazing to compete in Olympics. Like that's everyone, mm-hmm. that's most athletes' dreams. So, um, I mean, I can, I, guess yeah. I, can
1: under, I can understand your frustration when you look at the that year, um, night the ten thousands, 32.05, you know, uh, and 32.03, actually when you were over at Stanford, and then yeah, that's 33.04 in on in Rio. That's clearly not you obviously that's not your level that you're at um no it's just
3: but i don't know you've got to take them up into smooth and that's just that's just elite sport so yeah Yeah.
1: so so that so then that kind of that's a nice swing then towards um where you are now and this you know the the triathlon that you've moved into um i'm quite interested to understand so if you take say 2016 as an example when you're in the you know really in the depth of a a block for for ten thousand compared to now that you're 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 an elite triathlete how does that how does your training differ now
3: um i think with so before obviously i was just main i uh, just running based so I, maybe mm-hmm. i would do an occasional swim if i had a recovery day or something but yeah not not really not really proper swimming um so yeah so i would i would train maybe twice a day running uh monday to thursday um mm-hmm. and then Friday was a bit of an easier day. Uh, Saturday long run and then Sunday long session. But those, so over that, the course of a week, I'd have three hard sessions. So one on the grass, one on the track, and then one, another one on a kind of, um, kind of wooded grass loop uh, on yeah. a Sunday. Um, and obviously that would change throughout the year. So if it was more cross country specific, we'd do three grass sessions uh, with maybe some hills in one of those grass sessions. Um, and then obviously t- more towards track we'd have, kind of like cricket pitch grass and so like okay. grass, grass, and and a track session so that was you know the, the main kind of running when i was when i was running and um, that was the kind of main layout of the week but now it's like it's, it's slightly different because i th- um obviously got two other sports to contend with here um but yeah i, I would i don't know I'd yeah probably like ride five times a week um, run four times a week and swim five or six times a week wow. um, with two gym sessions I do a yoga session as well and you wow. know like within that you've got like <sighs> a mixture of your intense in- and intense sessions in the week so maybe two for each so two run two running two swimming two uh, cycling that are slightly harder mm-hmm. Um more like sort of around race pace or maybe just above and then a lot of it is just like very just just volume you know mm-hmm. just steady steady away so that and that's one thing i that i do differently now so when i was a runner i did everything classic female runner just hard you know like mm-hmm. that, that that was me i used to run everything hard from the everything hard from the door sessions were just you know hard but now like i've really learned to kind of polarize my training and do you know do the hard stuff but then also do the really really easy stuff just for movement to keep the keep the movement pattern there
1: really so that must be i mean and i can I, i'm starting to understand the what's helping you be in such great shape even in running i mean that as we talked about podium to run what be 15 24 on the on the weekend i mean that's a hell of a time which would be one of the fastest times in the in the country in any year you know if it, even if it was last year out with, out with covid your aerobic volume you must do each week must be massive I mean, how many hours of how many hours of of training does that translate to?
3: Probably between twenty five and
1: Oof. twenty. Blimey, that's yeah. impressive, fella. That is impressive. And what as a triathlete then? What would you? What's what's your what sort of distance are you looking at at the moment? Is that a uh, Olympic distance that you're? Olympic
3: distance, yeah, yeah. So okay. fifteen hundred swim, forty k bike, and ten k run.
1: Okay. That's, yeah. um, that's really interesting because a, a lot of the guests we've had on are that traditional, you know, um, like yourself, 800, as a junior, going through the 5,000, 10,000, and then, then, right, it's all about marathon, which is quite refreshing to have someone who's, 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 made, who's now, you're going down this triathlon path. Um, mm. And the Commonwealth Games in 2018 in the, uh, in the Gold Coast, that must have been great to qualify in both, on the track and the yeah. triathlon.
3: Yeah, looking back it was probably a bit ambitious, to be honest. It was it was a really tough double. Um yeah, right. but it was cool to go down in the history books, so yeah. Yeah.
1: And what and uh and what's next then? The I guess real i'm uh, not real, sorry, I beg your Um Beige, uh Tokyo it must have been a must have been on the on the cards. That's pushed now. Is that judging by what you're saying, that might be a good thing for you then? Another year of uh, Yeah, per-
3: no, I think I think it's been a bit of a blessing for me to be honest, 'cause you know, everyone just kept saying, Oh, you've seen another winter. Uh and basically had like I've not I've not really changed my what I was doing in the winter, apart from a couple of things like doing a bit quicker stuff on the track, like dropped the volume a bit just to get a bit of turnover. But um yeah, like I've just had a pretty much seamless winter going in hopefully going into another winter hard. So it'll be like three winters back to back. Um just where I've managed to build a bit of bike volume, you know, just a bit Bit of power on the bike and um, I was actually thinking at the photos from the weekend I actually look I don't I don't look like that skinny runner anymore I look I look more like I've been riding my bike for a couple of years so <laughs> that was that's good that's what I was aiming for <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how was lockdown for you that's another thing I'm interested in you know we, I, I find it difficult enough trying to get training and unfortunately that back, back in Aberdeen we're locked down again how was, uh, trying to balance a triathlon, that must be incredibly difficult to get, to get all three elements. I mean, your swimming must have been almost non-existent, was it? Uh,
3: kind of. Kind of. It wasn't as much as I had been doing, but I had access to, um, well, I could use a river. So, I mean, a couple of, of years course, ago, yeah. you never got me in the river. And then we'd be <laughs> um, using the lake uh, down at Otley, that, where, we, where we swim in the summer. Um, and i actually had hold of a ski erg at the start of lockdown so i was doing an hour on that every day uh which i can't I seems a bit mad now i can't believe i did oh, that I mean. um and then yeah biking was okay B- biking and running were fine it just everything was on my own and mm-hmm. usually i'd shy away from like a three four hour ride on my own but it's it's become a bit like the norm now so you know it's, it's okay um and then I got into Zwift, actually, really got into that. So I was nice. doing Thursday night chain gangs with everyone else on the computer. That was cool. <laughs> that was quite fun. That kept me really fit. And there was, it was a bit of competition as well. There was like some races on. And, um, and once I worked out how to use the power-ups, I was okay. I kept, <laughs> I kept getting dropped. It's like, I'm with these guys all the time. Why am I getting dropped? But then I realized there was like these, it's like a bit like a game. I don't know if yeah. you've Zwift before. But yeah, no, so that was it's really enjoyable. Served um and i got a puppy
1: <laughs> nice okay
3: <laughs> i live on my own and it was a bit lonely so and i thought well i'm not going to be traveling for a long time uh-huh. so i decided to get uh, it could be mad it could be genius i don't know but um he's been great company for the past yeah for the past i don't know three 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 months now cool. um, and hopefully he'll be out running with me soon so got another training partner.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Keeping you fit. What was yeah. your last question? Last question I just want to put to you on, um, on from your training. Obviously you're in great shape, really cool on the podium. You're a triathlete now, that's clear. But what do you think your strongest running discipline is now in terms of distance?
3: I don't know. I'd like to try, I'd like to see where I'm at over 10k. I think I could be close to hmm. the Olympic all of time. Nice. But I don't know. Um, you know, like I'd, I'd have to have backed up the, the weekend with a sixteen flat. Okay. To, to run the time, I know on the road, but I think that I think I could have done that.
1: What do you think you'd have to what to be competitive at a top level, say Olympic level, at triathlon? What are you gonna have to close uh, your ten k in? It
3: depends where I am and I am in the race. So if I'm okay, if I'm there in the front pack, I guess yeah, I just I just have to run. You know, oh, just you how, how I would, yeah, run how I would. Yeah. If I'm chasing, I don't know. I want to say, like, tops, I'd, I'd need to close like. I couldn't have more than ninety seconds. I don't know. Okay. I'm wor- I've been working on my swim, my bike to run. So, I don't know. But it just okay. depends. It depends how the race goes. It's really hard to call. Um, it depends how the race goes, and you know, like this past winter, I was really working on my my swimming bike, um, with like real emphasis and. You know if if I was tired, running would always be the first one to go. So I, I would always like okay. drop a session on the run just just so that I could prioritize my mm-hmm. two weaker parts over and and my gym coach has like really changed my gym program around kind of, you know, more upper body stuff and um more like kind of cycling pushing angles. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's the terminology he uses. Um okay. so yeah so it's all it's all like really changed from the kind of uh running to the other, the other two, just to you know, bring them up to speed a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think it's just ex- I just need more exposure to it. So I was really hoping to have a, a good season this year, like competing in the World Series, but that wasn't to be. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. We don't know yet, but there might be a race in at the start of September. Uh, World cool. Series that's been that was postponed. So I'm really hoping that goes ahead, but. Um, We'll have to wait and see. If not, I might make a an appearance at the British Champs in the 5K. So got oh, some, wow. So something lined up for the fifth k anyway. Exciting.
1: Okay. Yeah. But you must you must get so much confidence out of the the win the, the Europeans last summer. There was yeah, it in weeks, really the good. European traveling.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I was that just was one of those races that everything just kind of clicked and everything came together and just like a perfect race for me. Um and really enjoyable as well at the same time and um, so more days like cool. that hopefully
1: <laughs> fingers crossed and do you think you'll ever is iron man ever in your future today
3: i don't think so i i'm not sure i i'm not sure i would enjoy that i don't okay. know ever seen ever? i would like to try a marathon one day so maybe once that. Nice. i'll maybe try a marathon i don't know i think cool. I, could, I think i can run okay well,
1: see. well do you know, I'm I mean, very excited to see um, to see how how the prep and t- of of Tokyo goes, and yeah, look forward to hopefully seeing you there. Um, mm-hmm. Before we before we let you go, what we do with all our guests is we're going to rattle through some fart questions. So it's uh, like a fart leg. Uh, you can take as long or as short as you want on the questions. The quicker you do, the quicker you answer them, the quicker they're done. If that's all right. It
3: does
1: okay. Right, cross country, road, hills, or track. Track. Pre race meal. Car- uh, pasta carbonara. Nice. Or I
3: have nice. extended to any sort of pasta dish. I'm, I'm not so rigid now But carbonara if i had to choose.
1: Oh, nice. I'm I am a rigid carbonara person to be quite honest. So I can like that. Favorite shoe. Running shoe. Yep. Mm. Or any the- shoe if you really want. <laughs> <laughs> I am
3: I am quite fond of the. Well, I've got it right here, the hawker the, the one for, for training. Okay. But I am quite fond of the, the next percent. That is like nice. my favourite. That's a like
1: class you. Nice, you're in good company with a lot of... Uh, that's a very common answer. Favourite movie?
3: Favourite movie? Oh. A Star is Born. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, that's the first we haven't had that yet. Favourite race?
3: Highgate eight of the 10,000s, definitely.
1: Nice. Uh, swim, bike or run? Run. worst race experience
3: worst race experience um, oh god
2: worst race experience
3: it might actually be one of the Falkirk cross countries you know <laughs> I, I had a parasite that year and I didn't know I had it and oh, I kept no. pushing and I, didn't, I really didn't feel well but I think yeah 2000 and, uh, 2012 Falkirk cross country <laughs> I, got, I, got <laughs> I got silver but it was still awful
1: <laughs> nice. Oh. So, yeah, every, every cloud. Uh, where are we now? Um, rest day or recovery run?
3: Mm,
1: I guess I'm a bit difficult. Rest day. Nice. Uh, Favourite place to run?
3: Probably back home, Scotland.
1: Good answer. Shaftesbury, Barnet, Loughborough Uni or Victoria Park, City of Glasgow?
3: Vicky Park. <laughs>
1: nice. Morning <laughs> shuffle or evening saunter?
3: Morning shuffle.
1: Running hero.
3: Running hero. Oh, God. Joe Pavey's a bit of a hero.
1: Nice. That's a good answer. Um, Almost there. Favourite cake or biscuit?
2: Favourite
1: cake. We had Andy Butcher on a few weeks ago, and he said toffee pops out of Lidl was his answer. If... uh, but it can be a home bake if you want, which is probably a preferred answer.
3: I do quite like the the chocolate, the triple chocolate deluxe Swiss rolls from Aldi. It's quite pretty good, that one.
1: Nice. That is also a first, uh, first time answer. Miles or kilometres?
3: Oh, I've changed women since lockdown kilometres now. Yeah. <laughs> quite interesting. Oh, I, can, I, can, it, I can flip between the two now. I know roughly what the paces are.
1: You can tell you've done a lot of miles on the bike if you switch to kilometres. That seems to it's be. It's better
3: nice. to see it, it ticks up more. <laughs> the thing is a 100 oh that's good that's 100k <laughs> uh,
1: but you say that if you're doing like i find that you've then got to ride further or run further it's like a marathon for me is 26 i couldn't it's more pleasing.
3: pleasing hearing that beat go off every kilometer than every mile mm-hmm. it happens yeah.
1: true favorite distance running i like the 10k nice post-race treat
3: what did I have in the After podium, we had fish and chips. So fish and chips.
1: Oh, great <laughs> answer. And lastly, you can run one more race in your career. It can be one you've already done. It can be another one. But you can only run one more race. What would it be?
3: It'd have to be Glasgow 2014 10K. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was, like, the best. So is That's that a highlight? I, don't think I honestly don't think I'll get better than that. Nothing's come close. So what, what, t- just before we let you go then, so talk
1: us through that as a career highlight. What, what's, uh, what made that so special?
3: Just the fact that I had a massive dispute with my coach about having to do the 10K because I didn't want to do 10K. And then I did the 10K and ran the qualifying time. So like, I feel like that year was the year that I, like, I don't know, like kind of got to grips with the event and just kind of fell into it and just did really well in every single race I did. So that that's got a definite, you know, thing for me. And then also just, just it being like it been such an aim for so long, and then actually doing it, and then at home games like Glasgow. I'm from Glasgow, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just nice. amazing, and it was just so loud. Honestly, when they were doing the lineup and they introduced it, the, I was last on the on the start line to be introduced, and they introduced the English and the Irish, and you know, like and the Welsh. And I was like, wow, that's so loud. Wow. God, I can't hear. And then they introduced me and it was like unbelievable. I was like, I didn't think it'd get any louder. And then just like when I hit the front, I actually went to the front on that race for, I don't know, a couple of K. And that's the great. crowd was so loud that it actually, you felt like you were being lifted up. It was mad. Wow. It was that's absolutely amazing. mad. And my whole family were there and it was just everything. It was just amazing. I've actually got a picture of it on my fridge. It's just nice. like, it's, yeah, goes you down as the it. best place ever. You doubled
1: in Glasgow, right?
3: Yeah, I did, because I was actually chasing the 5k time and I kept missing it. Okay. About um, like hundreds of a second. And so I did the 10k at Highgate and then a week later I ran. I'd been all over the world trying to try and get this 5k time and I turned up at Watford and ran it the week after Highgate. <laughs> um, but I had to run the time twice. So I just asked, can I do both? And they said yes, but the condition was I had to run the 10k.
1: Right, okay. Well, it sounds like it was a good decision if it's a career highlight so far.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: And well, hopefully there's more highlights to come. Hopefully that's, uh, that is the first of many and we see more um, Tokyo and beyond then.
3: Hopefully, yeah, hopefully.
1: Grand. Well, Beth, thank you so much for giving up your time. Thank you so much for coming on. We're delighted to get you on and we're really looking forward, as I said, to see uh, see you continue to uh, deliver over the next few years.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me. See you later. Thanks, Beth. Bye. Bye
0: brilliant that's great thanks so much for coming on the show beth a real pleasure talking to you And yeah good luck with the any upcoming races and any triathlons that you might be taking part in in the near future so tom we uh you know going from one superstar to another did you watch the diamond league on on saturday
1: I did indeed. It was, you know, um, Friday, Friday night. You mean? So Friday, Friday yeah.
0: That
1: was. I'd gotten in from my that long that uh, ten mile marathon pace session I was talking about, and it was great to put my feet up, have a donut, of course. Oh, of course, the, a
0: Friday after.
1: I watched the the Monaco Diamond League, and it did not disappoint. Now we know that Monaco, Monaco, the Monaco track is fast, and it's known to be fast. I mean, we saw, we've seen. I mean, I think Moe's, 1,500-meter British record, I think, is there. Anyway, we've seen a lot of fast times there. um, And they've relayed the track at Monaco. And there was a bit of chat online, is it going to be the same as fast, blah, blah, blah. And boy, oh, boy, it's definitely as fast.
0: (laughs) Boy, oh, boy. Why is it so fast, though? Any idea? Like, is it the material or is it, you know, has it got some PBEX or whatever you call that stuff? Well, funny no, you say well, that.
1: I read, I read some chat and I was around a runner. Now, that is obviously, that might just be some 80s um, <laughs> moaner complaining, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, the, the article that someone shared suggested that they're using cutting-edge technology and it is a much more, the, the energy return from the track is more. So, I think it's, I think it's Mondo who make these tracks. Oh, Man, Mondo, yeah. Mondo. They
0: make uh, Aberdeen one too. The, yeah.
1: Do they? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, clearly it's a fast track, and we'll come on to the results. But there's a few things. I, I think that clearly, you know, I'm not the you know the the athletes are running fast times. I think the athletes. I think there's a bit of a cage beast thing. I think everyone was desperate to race. But uh, you know, there's, we're seeing new footwear being used. We're seeing a new track. Um, but I don't think I don't think that takes anything away from the the records, which are quite frankly uh you know outstanding and i guess the first one we'll come on to the scottish results
0: but the first obvious one to start with is the 5000 meter world record four by a mile in four minutes no three by a mile in four minutes zero seconds recovery tom no bother <laughs> that is obscene or is Absolutely it a mile or something i uh, i
1: didn't that? i actually haven't done that math yet but that is mental
0: that's what it is like that's just over a, the shy is 60 seconds per lap. For,
1: so for uh, listeners uh, who didn't watch, Joshua Chepte-guy, um, who is, to be fair, he's a he's a world champion in his own right. You know, he's not, this is not someone who's come out of nowhere. This is a guy who's a proven entity. Um, and yeah, he ran 12.35 to take two seconds off Bekele's world record, which is stood since 2004. And... Yeah, it was a really impressive run. One thing also to add is they did. I noticed they had the dots on the inside of the track for world it's record pace. We talked about that before. I think the the night the 10,000 used that for Olympic qualifying mark to to stay with that. So again, there's all these little one percenters out there. But you know, take nothing away from this guy who is the, the world 10,000 meter champion, the world cross country champion, um, and and yeah, has run something outstanding. Now I do have his splits in front of me. As such, I was impressed by his individual lap splits. But what I do have in front of me is is so 7.35 for 3,000. He went through 4,000 and 10.05 and then he closed the last kilometre in 2.30. Jesus. Unreal.
0: That is, that is your four-minute mile in, essentially. It's uh, absolutely bonkers. bonkers. Like, I mean, did you, he destroyed the field though. Like, you know, he was miles ahead of everyone. Julian Wonders, you know, he's a big I name. saw that, <laughs> he oh, got lads. Laugh. <laughs> he had, to be fair, Julian Wonders had a nightmare yeah yeah an
1: absolute great. nightmare
0: but he's still running a 30-odd minute 5k yeah and he's getting a lap like
1: it's just yeah,
0: incredible. i mean like yeah there's all these uh one percenters but he destroyed the field like he was oh yeah i can't remember your second place man but he was he, and he even even he ran because
1: camille yeah he was twelve fifty one.
0: Yeah, which is still absolutely rapid. I mean, that, that probably puts him on the all-time list at that time in some shape or form, too. It's just incredible. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I mean, he's only 23 years old. But lots of talent. 16 years that record's held by the great Bukele as well. And, you know, and that's one of the records. Um, there's been a few other amazing results, too. Uh, anyway, do you want to chat about uh, the Scots? We go on to Laura Muir's record. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Let's and, move uh, on to really, the the women's uh, well, the Scottish results. Yeah,
0: that. So so essentially, the twenty-one Kelly Holmes is twenty-one-year-old British hundred uh, k, one thousand k, one thousand meters record of a time of two thirty. Um, so I think it took a good couple of seconds off off that time, um, and Gemma Riki was also inside the time too. Uh, so again, great results by two of our top Scots in the in the, world, in, in the middle distance scene too. What did you make of that one? Do you think it was really close between them both again? I, I thought Gemma was going to have it, but, you know, Laura well, you know really had
2: that
1: I, I, th- I thought that, and actually, but Fiona, was, I was watching Fiona, Fiona's been making a good point, you know, that in the 800 that uh, Gemma beat Lauren recently, Laura was closing fast, and, you know, there was that, it looked like had it been another 10 metres long, Laura would have closed well, and actually... It's maybe yeah. Anyway, so and, and Fiona was saying, well, perhaps over a thousand meters, she'll have, you know, that that will be, um, you know, that that will be that will suit her better. So, yeah, really, really impressive that sort of time. And uh, again, you know, we've seen Laura has. Uh, that's not the first record she's taken off um, Kelly Home, Dame Kelly Holmes, So it's it's not surprising, and it's but it's just great to see her. I think that's only it's only, and it's an obvious thing to say, but it's only a good thing to have. Laura Muir and Gemma Ricci competing with each other not only for Scottish athletics but for British athletics because there's no doubt having for either of them having the other on their shoulder in a race is driving them on. And I, I can only imagine how competitive that is in training, and it was it's amazing. You know, this is a Diamond League Diamond League meet, and they're you know they're they're in the mix there. And it, you know, hopefully Tokyo goes ahead next year, and we're going to see them both in mixing it with these girls, um, you know, these top girls at uh, Olympic level as well.
0: For me, you know, other than the yeah, other than Laura's, you know, Gemma's amazing result, the best one, I think, you know, because it is a mainstream event is Jake Whiteman's 1500 yeah. meter rate. That, it's up that is absolutely rapid. 329.47, it was his time to get a third behind uh, Chariot, Timothy Chariot, and Jacob Ingabritsen, um, which both world and European champions, uh, respectively, and that's moved him up to second in the British all-time standards for the fifteen hundred. That's incredible. Uh, Do an you incredible know f- well, exactly? And
1: what what's amazing about that is is when you start looking at who he's quicker than. I mean, he's now quicker than Avet and Cram. I mean, yeah. these guys were breaking world records, and and that's these are you know they're not just like it's not just moving up in the British rankings. it's, it's going past like not just legends of British sport, but legends of 1,500 metre and miling. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And actually, I thought he ran a really smart race, Jake, and it was really cool to see him. I mean, in that race, you had um, the, the, the results up probably. But you had the Inger Britson brothers in there as well. And Chariot, who won it, went out like an absolute animal. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I thought he'd overcooked it. And fair, fair play, obviously, I he held on.
0: I can um, believe he held on. Everyone else, absolutely Died, didn't they? No, <laughs> they were. What was the first? I can't remember the first four hundred. Was it not like fifty seconds flat or something? Oof, Fifty-one uh, seconds flat. The first. So that's you're talking that. one forty-three pace or one forty-two pace for eight hundred meters, which is far too quick. Um, but you know, I mean, fair play to Jake. He, he really paced it absolutely superbly, and so did Jake as well. And um, not yeah. Jake uh, Ingerbritsen. Yeah, Jacob, and, uh, yeah And you know, you done, i I, I it baffles me how um Chariot managed to hold on, but at the same you know, the same here, he's he's a he, he is a world champion, so he knows how to, you know, get in the pain cave and just hold on for as long as he can. But what a race, you know, I was so um, excited to watch. But, what and what's the amazing best?
1: is Well I was gonna say what's amazing is so Jakob Inger britson who rightly so gets so many plaudits, you know, he's he is even at his young age of 19, he's an absolute, you know, he's just such a star. So he broke Mo's European record um, with 328.68. Mo's time before was 328.81. Now, this is a kid who we're talking about. I say kid because he's only 19. We're talking about, you know, running, you know, winning World and Olympic titles. And Whiteman's on his tail, you know. So yeah. Jake is at a world, world level. And, I mean... You, I, I just hope that he continues on this form and it all comes together again in in, um, in Tokyo because like, he's another one. I mean, actually, we you know you, we we talked in here before. Obviously, Jake Whiteman looks to be the man at the moment. But you've also got, even just from a Scottish perspective, you know, I can't wait to see what Chris O'Hare can do. Um, Neil Gurley. Yeah, Neil Gurley, Josh Kerr. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's incredible. It's, absolutely it's incredible
0: that, that's only the four scots there's other ones who are biting at the biting at the bit to to get involved in those quick you know those quick times too uh yeah, yeah really exciting really healthy for scottish athletics uh, also british athletics but certainly scottish athletics to have you know so much depth you know years ago we would have you know very few people making it up that level now we have such a vast number in, in various distances Bonkers! Yeah, it's exciting. Bonkers. I see our mate, eh, uh, Kyle Langford, got a an eight hundred PB PB2. Eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Langford, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, keeping keep his keeping his boxing gloves there uh, to this off off. Yeah. Line, eh? Funnily enough, so, he didn't. He didn't not. He didn't decide to
1: knock out any um <laughs> any diamond league officials.
0: Yeah, social distancing. You can't do anything.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel oh, I do man. feel a bit bad for that lad. I think he's just, uh, yeah, a yeah, bit of a hot
0: head. needing a little bit of support around him. I think, eh? But though. you know,
1: what, Kyle, it was it was so good to have athletics back. It was really it was great to watch. Great event. I thought the the it was really I really enjoyed the high jump as well. You could see KGT in action. Do you know one thing? I really liked I, Nike. They do this every year, but this year they've got it on point. I really like this world champions vest. I love being. able... I think it's a great thing in athletics to be able to pick out in a race that guy or that girl as a world champion. I think it really creates a kind of like, it's almost, I like it because if you're a world champion, it's really nice you're wearing that. It's almost like a, a yellow jersey. I love that in cycling that you've got the, the leader's jersey. And I really like in athletics that you've got this, that Nike, kudos to them, I've done this uh, for the last few years, that you've got a, a world champion's vest. And I actually wonder whether, I'd like to see it broadened out beyond just Nike athletes. So it doesn't matter who you, because obviously we saw an amazing performance from, um, Oh, what's his chops? Uh the Norwegian hurdler. Um, oh God, yeah, he almost got a world well record, didn't What's you? his name? Carsten Warholm is it? Um anyway, nah, and last. I think it's War- Warholm anyway. That's terrible. Anyway, he's an absolute hero, an absolute star of the of athletics at the moment. He's a Puma athlete. And I think it'd be really cool if they're all in either a gold jersey or something. I like that. I like that. It really creates a you know a sort of feeling of who the who the big boys are in the race or big girls. Yeah.
0: Well, Carsten Wohm, Rahm, yeah,
1: yeah. Forty-seven
0: point one for four hundred meters over Did you hurdles. See
1: Did you see his race. I mean, the way he moves <laughs> over the hurdles is outrageous. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> his last sprint, like he finished. Oh,
0: never. It it's not like he's fading. He just power. His power is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, great what night. They, what, what are they feeding the Norwegians like? Is it whale or what was yes. what it? <laughs> <It's> whale. Yeah. <laughs> Norwell. Something, Norwell. Uh, Norwell. Something in the air in Norway, that's for sure. Holy
1: moly. If you're not listeners, if you haven't and I, what we should say is we were, we got involved in a bit of discussion on Twitter on this, but kudos to the BBC for picking up that feed because actually there was a risk last week that there was going to be no coverage in Britain for the Diamond League. So it's really cool that Brit, that BBC picked it up and put that on Red Button and on their website. So I think the, um, yeah, if you're interested, I believe it's still available. You can probably back watch it on. On the on the red button, but keep your eye out for the upcoming diamond leagues. I think it's uh,
0: uh I want to say Stockholm soon. I think, I think so. League. Stockholm's next. I think.
1: I kind of this whole year, the schedules are all over the place. But anyway, there's.
0: Well, I mean, you know, getting the coverage for you know for for the viewers is brilliant. And look how motivated we are now. It's really inspired. If it's inspiring us, and where you know where we're we now, like what are the. What's the future generation going to do if they've got yeah. no none of this to watch? Like, I think it's and that's Jones why you need
1: coverage. Exactly, and that's why you need coverage. You know, again, there's from an from a inspiring next generation perspective. And uh, okay, the way I say it is going to sound really bad, but you could. Uh, there's no point in Laura Muir breaking a, a, a breaking a British record if it's not covered. And Scottish Athletics do a great job of covering sport, covering athletics, promoting it. But you know, it's not, we have to accept it's not a mainstream media so event. So it's really good when BBC do cover it. And uh I mean ideally it would be it'd be live on BBC One, let's be honest. And people it would be coming down everyone's TVs.
0: Right, oh, exactly. So well, moving on to some more inspirational runners. We uh you know we've got a, a little bit more news. Now we mentioned Dan Lawson, who just broke the Land's End of Johnny Groat's record. Uh I think he was just on on you know, on on par to be to to break it, um, but there's been a little bit of controversy around that record, and not from Dan. You know, Dan's, um, you know, he's he's what did he do? Uh, I can't remember how many days he did, but in terms of the actual, you know, amazing run he had, um, but there's a guy called Andy Rivet, and a little bit of doubt cast over his the the, the actual John agroots to Land's End record that was set 16 years ago. Now there's there's a few articles on about it, but essentially he's got the the, the record. But Dan Lawson decided not to go for that record based on the his his view that it's uh, it's it's not it's not true to you know it's not legitimate the the actual record. Um, so yeah, so what do you make of that, Tom? Have you got any kind of you know, what's your thoughts over? I know we don't really know much about this Andy Rivett guy, but we're probably putting a plea out to listeners to, you know, give us some mm. information uh, whether or not this, you know, it, is is this an, a legit a, a legitimate record that Andy's got, um, or should it go to Dan Lawson who who had a, an amazing run, uh, in, you know, a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: well, so you know, you will know and listeners will know I'm not that, I'm not I, in any way, I'm not an authority on anything, let's be honest, but I'm certainly not an authority on ultra running. And I, so it's all new to me. So I, you know, for me, I'm someone who just tunes in, interested to follow up. There's some great coverage on Twitter, to be fair. Um, you know, it's great to see likes so of James Stewart. I think James Stewart, um, Robbie Britton, a few of these guys are all, all running with him at stages. So all I know is Dan Lawson has run Le Jog in 9 days, 21 hours and 14 minutes and 2 seconds which is outrageous um, and from what I understand I, I can't get my head around that, that it's mental um, but you know, Dan Lawson and you know, even he's a guy who's got a record and we know him now the guy, exactly as you say the guy um, who has this quicker record there's not much um, rivet there's not much about him online and there's from you know, again, the people in the, in the ultra world don't know him and they don't know what he's done, and that raises a big yeah. flag.
0: It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, you don't want to point names without knowing the, the detail, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's it's legit or not because I don't know enough about this other guy who's broke it. But what I've read so far, it, it does cast a little bit of doubt over the legitimacy of, of the Lancet the, the Johnny Groats record. And I suppose, you know, it was, it was done 16 years ago now. Nowadays, it's a little bit more, you know, technology is a lot, a lot more accurate and it's a lot yeah. more ability to, to provide evidence. And I think with some of these, um, you know, some of these records, you really, even some of these fastest known times, you really do have to be um, true to yourself as well. You know, like if you're doing it supported, unsupported, because, you, you know, people can easily just go to the shop and buy, food from there or like you know cycle some of it people can make like you know they can cheat and, and mm-hmm. all they're doing is cheating themselves you're not gaining anything from it Um so yeah I, I yeah. think it's it, it certainly highlights um you know some of these fa- fastest known times I suppose and you know and anything really in, in our sport is to be true to yourself and and to you know just to do things the right way. It's even like going in Stravin, like people, you know, adding more miles than they should add. They're not, they're not the only people, the only people that are cheating is themselves, you know, like adding yeah. 20 miles onto their, their run and they haven't done it. Like what's that going to achieve? Nothing. You know?
1: Well, do you know what? There's a, there's a, a a petition online to, to have it removed and it, you know, it talks about the, the, the Andy River had no multi-day experience. He'd knocked ten percent off the record, uh, so he's done nine days, two hours, which sounds ridiculous. Um, but again, I, you know, I don't feel uh, informed enough to say how ridiculous that is. But I did see somewhere that someone said that it's like it's it's beyond the second best time by a bigger margin as a percentage of overall time than any other world record there is. That's not to say. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I would love some ultra runners to get in touch with us and give us the, the lowdown on, on why it's. Um, why it's beyond the fact that guy's an unknown um is there any is there anything suspicious about it because it does it it sounds like it's you uni- the ultra running community are unanimous in in the discrediting of this but what i found interesting doing some reading is that the ultra running community seem fkt seems to be a much more respected organization than guinness in the sense that fkt now is is the fastest on time fkt is is more of a i think there's a especially in today's age where you can track stuff and maybe you know, with the rise of ultra running, you know, the fastest non times have become more of a thing that you can it's much more credible than Guinness, is from what I understand.
0: I have to get my FKT on the treadmill, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well
1: that's a bit different because that's not yeah, that this uh but it just shows, I mean at the end of the day it's all about what is um what is what is credible and what's not credible. I mean this author this uh petition from Mo Cockerel is pretty it's pretty uh compelling in this evidence and why why it's a BS time. Um so yeah, but I'd be interested to know. I mean, it was pre Garmin and social media, so yeah. there is as you say, there is that. Um his his verification consists of witnesses who said they saw him run by, photos of him running. His witness is a is step brother. Uh, I don't know. You know, we don't want to sling mud, but it yeah, sounds like there's do. a lot of a lot of um a lot of suspicion there. So let us know, yeah.
0: ultra fans. Perfect. Well, moving on then. I think that's all the news, Tommy. It is. One, that's all the news I've got in mind. We, we do have one rant. <laughs> and uh, this one's not really a rant from anyone. It's just other than ourselves, eh? We're, 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 we're chatting about having a wee, a wee beer, and I think we, we both deserved it after such a long week, and it's only Tuesday, eh? Yeah. Now, I'm sitting with... Um, you're sitting with a 500ml can, and I'm sitting with a 330ml so, can.
1: Before, just just to be clear, just, just before we go in the rant, just 440ml. But yeah, but you're, the, the, the spirit is there. I, mean, I agree with
0: where you're going. Now, why is it beer cans are 330ml and not pints anymore? Like every can you go into the shop, there's 330ml cans. What's wrong with just having a 500ml can, Tommy?
1: Exactly. So let so brewery listeners, be it you know, brew dog, fierce, windswept, well, let us know. Because Carl and I couldn't get ahead. We were discussing before we didn't come to a solution. Why are beer why are cans of three thirty mil? I if I'm having a beer, I want to have more than three hundred and thirty mil.
0: I'm sitting with two. Exactly. It's <laughs> quite a I bite, you know. I've got to so but what, then I'm having more than a pint because two, two cans equal like what six hundred and sixty mil or something. Yeah, that math. Uh anyway, listeners, tell us straight, you know, Brewdog, listen, Brewdog? brew dog listen dog brewery listeners, give us a reason for a three thirty mil can. We're intrigued to know.
1: Exactly. We're having it you know, we haven't open to. we we're having it twice.
0: <laughs> exactly. Let's do, you know it's, you know, it's let's stuck to the listener's pleasure. Exactly. So there may be good reason for it.
1: it may, do you know? Maybe it's to do with the. Maybe it's to do with the fact that the, the sort of the bottle. Mind you, you get big bottles as well. I'm really, I'm really interested to know. I could just read it up online, but I'd rather hear from someone who knows what they're talking about. Why is that? Where does that come from?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: You go. No, but well, your ups are right. You go into a pub and you order a pint, but you buy a can of beer and it's less than that. Why can't we get cans, pints, and cans? I know
0: exactly. you can, but why are they not more commonly available? They used to be, though. They used to be more yeah. commonly available. Than me. I don't know whether it's... the only thing that's good for us is if you're going out in the pub, you know, if you're going for a drink in the park, it looks like you're just drinking a a can of juice, you know.
1: Exactly. Well, Maybe yeah, that's,
0: that's true. I'm yeah, not like we ten, do that. Yeah. Not like we're going to endorse that either, folks. So,
1: I mean, if you're getting a can of tennis super or tennis special, you would be <laughs> you would be on the you would be on the pints. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh I me! Mean, oh, do you know what other news was? I completely forgot to, to tell you, folks. I, I managed to get my myself a pair of uh, fancy new carbon shoes. Eh? Oh yeah, so I'm sporting sure yeah. a pair of. Uh, I haven't worn them yet, folks. So I'm, um, you know, hold on to your seats for a review of the good old Saucony Pro Endorphins. You know, I'm oh, following. In, I'm following Tommy's shadow and buying the same shoes he wears. You know, I I basically want to be you.
1: Uh-huh. well, you said that I haven't worn mine yet, so I'm really excited to hear your review next week. Mine are still ah. tucked up in their, in a in a box in a cupboard. So I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing your review because then well, I can I'll still be... send them back.
0: <laughs> I'll be springing about on the treadmill in the next day or two and might go on the road. But you know, I'm running a fair whack of time, so I don't want to overuse them. Um, just
1: on that point, are you so 100? So let Let's see you 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 run you end up running 180 miles. Let's, just for the sake of argument, that's the number you'll, you'll use. Are you going to wear, how often do you think you'll change your shoes during that?
0: It's It costs time to change your shoes, but when I spoke to your man, Luca Torini, he only, uh, he didn't change his shoes. He kept the same shoes on for the entirety of the challenge in 24 hours. I
1: can't believe you did. I cannot believe you didn't record that, by the way. I'm, I'm absolutely furious from a podcast perspective You didn't record that chat. The guy <laughs> who has it, a, who's, a, who's a, a 24-hour treadmill expert, and you're about to run a world record attempt, and you didn't record the chat come on man he's
0: coming on the podcast me? though is he, he said okay he's, uh, Good. he's been on, on board when I'm doing the challenge and give us some. <laughs> you know, Good. basically tell me what, what to do that's not the right thing so that he can but he hasn't got the world record anymore that's True. something to know I just don't, don't get the
1: Hungarian bloke on or the oh, Russian yeah, we'll
0: I, like I, I was I was so close to messaging him and says are you are you this are you Andy Rivet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Russian Andy Rivet. Poor <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> guy, you know, calling this poor guy Andy out and to be fair, the, you know, the guy mean, with
1: 180 miles, he's a legit name though. He's he he won the spar the Sparta uh yeah. He is. So no,
0: which you uh, would you
1: put out as one of your to do races. So he's oh, he's a, yeah, he sounds yeah. like
0: a real deal. Yeah, he is. He's an animal. Like you should see him. Like I mean, I, I've got no doubt he ran that time. It's maybe more about the the, the legalities of uh, how he got to that time, potentially. You know, whether or not because it's not showing up in any of the records. Like there needs to be evidence. You know, um, yeah. you can't just run a, run and say you've done it. You've got to show your workings. Um, and that that caught. You know, that requires a little bit of effort and a little bit of work and putting in the the, the right the right, um, you know, the steps in place, like, you know, having witnesses on board, uh, changing them out every four hours, making sure the treadmill's calibrated, uh, all those things, you know, they all add up and, um, you know, you need to you need to make here's sure it's a, done right. So there's a lot more... A... Crack on, what are you going to say? I was going to say, here's a question for you.
1: If you break the 100-mile world record, right? Unless I'll be around the bush, because that's what you're shooting for, right? So let's, you break the world record 100 miles on the treadmill, would you have a th- Would you have a take a shot in maybe spring or something at the outdoor one? <laughs> Are you joking why, joking. why not? No, honestly, why I mean, not? why not? I mean, it's if, you, if you're able quicker. to break on a treadmill, it's
0: only, only fifty minutes quicker though. You know, I'm I'm relying on the you know the, the I don't know, I'm relying on this belt to get me over to, to night. <laughs> I don't think I'm outdoor, a, you know, the static floor is going to help me. Um, but you you got a fair point. I'm or at least
1: 24-hour racing, because a 24-hour uh, race, you would go uh, into I'd, it I'd as a big name then.
0: I'd love to do hour. a 24-hour race outside, uh, on, either on the track or just somewhere. Um, there's a few races coming up later on in the year that I'm, I'm potentially going to have a look at, but I might absolutely nice. hate running for 24 hours. It's a, it's a long way to run. Um, yeah. And I'd love you said, to you you've already done it twice. Way. Exactly, it's true. The, unintentionally the first time.
2: You know, yeah, true. I, that's I mean, true.
0: That, but that wasn't 24 hours. Could, it may as well have been. That, that good old walled way, folks. Have a listen to that that's episode. Right. That was, that was, that's a story to tell your grandchildren, eh?
1: So here's one for you. The St. Albans Stampede is a 12-hour race. I mean, if you were to... Joking aside, if you were, and it's on four-mile loop undulating trails. If you were to break the, the 100-mile world record on a treadmill... You you know you would go into any of these okay it's the St. an Albans Stampede maybe quite a low key one but there must be like a, a more of an international class twelve hour race that you're that you suddenly go into as like a big
0: name. It's it's a but bit. These are, know, these, it's are,
1: these are these are questions for after the event
0: maybe. Probably you're getting a bit ahead. you know this could be a, I'm I'm looking at this thinking I'm going to do. Obviously I'm gonna try my best, but I've got no idea what's gonna happen. It's it's uh it's exciting. It's um that's why I'm doing it. I'm scared of the challenge and uh I might really love to do hundred mile flat races or, or 24 hour races. Uh and you know, you get them around you know, around the world. Um and it's a recognized it's a recognized distance, which is great. But yeah, I'll I'll find out after running on a treadmill. You know, I might be like, God, that was running nowhere for 24 hours is pretty boring. Maybe running around the track will be a little bit more exciting. Who knows? We'll find out. Time will tell, eh? Time will tell. Uh, well I think we're we're running dry. The notes have ended we these, are. Uh, we've had a little rant about uh you know small small cans of beer and uh TRS run of the week Tommy do we have anyone? Jake Whiteman. Oh i was going to say that too i I don't think it can be anyone else i think it's uh, it's an absolute privilege to have him as uh, you know a, a fellow scot scotsman and you know what it' would be great to get big uh, Jake Jake on the show so uh if anyone has got a contact we did i think we did message him, but it was uh, for whatever reason I don't know if he picked it up um but yeah we'll we'll hide end- us. We'll endeavor to get him on the show eh.
1: Absolutely, especially after we gave his mum a shout out for her marathon performance in London. Speaking oh, of which, exactly. retro—I do apologise, listeners—that retro race results has has fallen off the cliff. I I would like to bring it back. I'm just a bit—I'm watching too many other things on on the treadmill <laughs> at the moment. I need to—I need to just commit to it to watching because I really I'm I'm really excited to watch some of the '90s races. So let me. I'm just a bit pissed off with the London Marathon as an organisation right now. Let me simmer on that a bit more, and then,
0: then we'll give him a little we'll bit of time. going to promote London really, nilly at the moment, eh? Exactly, not bad. Yeah.
1: But... Maybe once the once the NBA playoffs finish, I mean, there's basketball <laughs> every night at the moment. There's, there's too exactly. much to watch.
0: Ah oh, well, I have to get into that maybe in the twi- for that 24 hours of running,
1: mate. There uh, you go. Honestly, playoff basketball. is like four games a night. That would be amazing. Just watch back to back four playoff games. That would be incredible. <laughs> I'll give you my. I've got a subscription. I'll, li- I'll give. I'll send you my link. Oh, you yes, watch me that. Me. You'll be an
0: expert at the end of it. Do you know, what I'm also expecting for the record attempt, Tommy. It's a Friday. Oh, I know where you're going for this. A box, yeah, a box of donuts, donuts uh, ready for the for the crew, like you know, and yes. also for mainly for me, you know. Of um, course, yeah it's all good. You heard carbs, sugar. But listeners out there, the best donut you'll get is called a yumnut Have you heard of a yumna?
1: I have heard of it. I'm, I'm, ju- yeah, I'm dubious de- about this.
0: Yeah. Although they're going through a troublesome time at the moment, but there's a, it's like a yum yum, but it's a donut shaped yum yum. It's really nice. Right, at, I had one. I'm going to get okay, you one. I, I, I right to your house, uh, but I realised, you know, I wasn't allowed, so... Oh, of course, I, yeah. Uh, but I, I was I'm looking at them now.
1: First, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not 100% convinced. Well, I'm not I'll convinced. get you
0: one. I mean, you might change. Those the donuts you have, nah. You need to get I've,
1: a real. Bit you know, once we go through the, once we've finished our, our both got our race out the, at the, out the way, and we just start to drive on content, we'll have a show dedicated to donuts. And actually, I, I would love to get if you own a, if you own a bakery and you want to sponsor the, an episode, <laughs>
0: get in touch. Tell you what, Dunkin' you Donuts Greg, would be amazing. The CEO of Gregs, if you listen to TRS, you know where we are. And yeah. that brings us on to if you do want to contact us, folks, about anything, um, you know supporting the, you know, the show, but also if you want to support the challenge in any way, uh, feel free to give us a shout. Um, TartanRunningShorts at gmail.com. You can check us out on our website made by Leo Connor. uh Facebook and Instagram is check out that, at Tartan Running Shorts. We've also got a Twitter handle as well. Um, and also, folks, we're running a little bit dry on reviews now. Reviews give us a little bit more uh, you know, street cred in the world of podcasting. So you know, do leave us a review if you've enjoyed the show. Only if you haven't, don't bother, um, and don't listen either, I suppose. Uh, and and yeah, hopefully you know we'll we'll can continue to provide some some good content for you, some fantastic interviews, and um, and then the only final plug I'm going to keep plugging it until I um, until you get bored of my 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 TRS training chat. For those who might not know, I've started TRS training, and uh, essentially, it's um, yeah, it's just given a, a platform for for runners and anyone who's just started running um, an opportunity to be coached or for me to provide a training plan from five k all the way up to ultra running. I've got decades of experience, so feel free to yeah, jump on board. Give me a shout. I've got an email, Kyle at TRS-training You can. Check out my website as well. It's trs-training.com as well. So uh, that's my final plug. And uh, other than that, Tommy, what's up for the next few days for you?
1: Not much. Run, work, eat, sleep, watch NBA, go to sleep, repeat. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. And then Friday throw a donut in. That'll be the day. Oh,
0: brilliant. Well, we're looking forward to... Uh, Maybe get the your, your donut in the Instagram feed so that folk can see what, what the you know what the secret recipe is for success. Eh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I need to actually make. I'm thinking, I think I might try and make a batch of donuts again rather than just oh. find and buying them. i mean, in oh. lockdown, makes it difficult. You're not supposed to be going out to take uh, you know out and about so much,
0: so the, the, that's yeah. made things yeah. difficult. Keep, keep safe and and anyone else out there, you know, keep safe wherever you are. Um, No, it's a big bad world out there at the moment. Get you running, stay healthy, and we'll uh, catch up with you next week. Bye.